0: Thank you. Something perhaps we've all been taught to say since our early childhood. When someone shows us a kindness, we express our gratitude in these two simple words. Thank you. Of course, we can use that expression and not really mean it. If we want to bring a a difficult conversation or confrontation to an end, we might say, well, thank you and turn our backs on the person. Perhaps we consider thanks to God in something of the same way. Do we really mean it when we offer our thanksgiving to God? There is a psalm which concentrates and expresses the nature of thanksgiving that should come from the heart of every believer. And it's Psalm 138. And let's just take a moment to read through the psalm. It's a short psalm. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bound out towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfil his purpose for me, your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So Psalm 138 is classified as a psalm of thanksgiving, sung in the voice of a, an individual person. And it is well established that such individual psalms can also reflect and express the experiences of a community, of a community of faith, a church, a congregation. So there are plenty of opportunities for us as congregations to reflect on what is happening when we hear and read these words. The code experience driving the psalm's outpouring of praise and thanksgiving is reported in verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. And the rather unusual wording of the final clause there, it means something like, you reinforced my inner strength. These words should not allow uh, to be obscured the essence of what God has done. He has answered the prayer that arose from some sort of trial or trouble. So, both individuals and congregations have experience of such moments of answered supplication. And so we should be ready to engage in the psalm's exposition of the nature of thanksgiving that ought to be practised by those whom the Lord has redeemed. Reading Psalm 138 should follow um, the guide of what thanksgiving looks like and what it can accomplish. Thanksgiving places the worship and the celebration of God above all other priorities. The psalmist's intention to give thanks with my whole heart, as he says in verse 1, reflects a determination to focus the whole of the psalmist's attention and being on the act of gratitude that God has given a saving answer to the psalmist's plea for help is of such great worth and importance that only a wholehearted focus on gratitude will do by way of a a response. The psalmist also declares that thankful praise of the Lord will be offered before the gods now, while our prevailing view on the existence of multiple gods may have changed since the Samba day, there remain plenty of powers and priorities who clamour for our attention and our allegiance. Proper thanksgiving, the psalm insists, belongs only to the Lord and overrides the claims of any and all other competitors. Thanksgiving is at the same time individual and corporate. Thanks for God's faithfulness and care is to be offered toward your holy temple, as the psalmist says in verse two, which suggests that the act of thanksgiving, even when initiated by an individual, is to reverberate in the worship life of the community. The place where the whole congregation assembles in God's presence is a particularly appropriate venue for thanks, so that the whole may celebrate the Lord's goodness and faithful to each individual. Thanksgiving empowers a very effective witness The shift from the psalmist giving thanks in the context of worship to the kings of the earth praising and singing of God's glory in verses four and five may seem abrupt or even jarring. There is, however, a point of connection between the two scenarios. The reason given for this surprising behaviour on the part of the most powerful of human rulers, the psalmist says to the Lord is that they have heard the words of your mouth. The vocabulary here insists that the word that has influenced the Kings is a spoken rather than written one. And what is the only spoken utterance thus far mentioned in the psalm? The thanksgiving and praise of the psalmist and his people. Their testimony of God's response to prayer stands as a witness so compelling that the greatest powers of the earth join in a celebration. The psalmist also knows that at the other end of the earthly spectrum of power, the lonely they also benefit from the Lord's regard, adding yet another cause for thanksgiving and yet another call to bear witness to God's goodness. When God's people make a priority of giving thanks for what God has done, the word gets out and all sorts of people come to know and extol the Lord's glory thanksgiving leads to confidence in God for the future. From the place of worship to the halls of worldly power, the thanksgiving of the psalmist has had its effect. But now in its final section, in verses 7 and 8, the psalm shifts setting once again. The presence of fellow worshippers and of mighty kings now gives way to the presence of enemies. But here also, says the psalm, the practice of giving thanks to God for God's saving acts has a powerful and positive influence. Because the psalmist and the community are in the habit of reciting and proclaiming what God has done for them in the past, they can now face threats and uncertainty with confidence that God will continue to help at times of need. Only someone who has recognised and acknowledged the help that God has faithfully offered to God's people can say with assurance in the very face of the foe, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. The one who is constant in thanking God wholeheartedly and giving voice to reports of the Lord's help will know that they are indeed the work of God's hands never to be forsaken. And perhaps we should note that churches and congregations, which prayers of intercession and thanksgiving shape our individual concerns and our joys, and are a regular part of our worship, will likely find that these connections in the psalm are particularly familiar and intuitive. But churches where this is not the practice may find here in this psalm an impetus to consider its inclusion.